You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. And that is Camp Yes, Ontario. Thank you, Junior High Camp. Wow, what a week I'm having. I am midway into the week with these kids from here in Ontario. Brother Wolven, I'm telling you, I've had great camps all summer. This is is my last one, and this is really going to be a great way of going out of camp this year. That's awesome. Phenomenal. Super responsive, super good kids. A lot of the kids listen to Tim Talks. Uh, when I mentioned that um, they were looking for ways to have devotions and things, and I said, well, you know, there's a couple guys that do them, and here's some things. I said, now I have a little podcast that you might know of called Tim Talks. Those kids went crazy, man. They went crazy. That's awesome. It was awesome. I've had several people uh, talk to me this week. The counselors talked to me about Tim Talks and suggestions. And then I've had no less than three people say, when are your wives going to be on again? Oh, yes, yes. Oh, I get so oh, many yeah. requests for the girls. Yeah. Yep. They love it. So we'll have to set that up. Ruthie said, I'm in, but you got to give us a topic ahead of time. So I said, well, we can do that. We're good at that. Well, I've got a topic right away. What What's do you that? do when your husband calls you a liar? Oh, yeah, we're not doing that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're not going to do that. I thought about doing a, what do you do when your husband plays tricks on you and has your friends say things about your house cleaning? I thought we could do that one. <laughs> There's so many good things. I said to one of the guys, uh, uh, Arlo's his name, he's one of the counselors, and uh, he, they're newlyweds. I said, man, how did you get a wife that pretty? She's a pretty little Filipino girl. They're Filipino couple. I said, how did you get a girl that good looking? He said, I don't know, man. I'm the luckiest guy in the world. And I said, oh, we all are. I said, we all marry up. I said, I've been married 38 years. I said, now I roll over in the morning and I say, honey, you're the luckiest woman in the world. You got me. (laughs) He was was laughing. I said, I dare you to say that to your wife tomorrow. I said, you need to say that to your wife tomorrow. He goes, okay, I will. So I saw her this morning at breakfast. I said, hey, did Arlo say anything to you this this morning? She goes, yeah, he did. It was kind of odd. He walked up to me and said, honey, you're the luckiest woman in the world. You got me. And I said, what? And he said, Brother Stone made me say it. <laughs> Coward. <laughs> so so I told Denise, I said, uh, somebody followed me on Twitter, and I looked to see who it was. And this guy, in his bio, he said, married to a 10, but only a 6. But I'm only a 6. Right. And Denise said, he's probably stretching it, because most guys do... <laughs> Oh. She said, he's probably only a four. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I'd be lucky to get to four. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Well, great week this week. And uh, like I said, I've had several good camps. You just came off the Smite program just a few weeks ago, and we talked about that. Mm-hmm. And I got thinking as I drove in today to record, I thought, you know, there's such a value 
to these types of programs. And you and I have both been a part of programs, you know, different uh, retreats and, you know, special services and things. I thought kind of neat this week to talk about some of the values of camp and SMITE programs and men's meetings, ladies' meetings, teen retreats, teen meetings, some of those things. And we talk about some of the uh, pluses and minuses of those things. So um, I, I would say that I'm seeing more and more need for those kind of things today. There are so many distractions in our Christian lives. It's so good to get away from those. And I, I know that a lot of young people today struggle with making that break. In, in every camp situation I've been in this year, somebody has tried to sneak a cell phone in or has you know, tried to make some kind of communication outside of what they're supposed to do because so many people struggle with just making a break from those types of communications today. Do you see that as well? Oh, yeah. I mean, that was always the advantage of going to camp or doing something special or maybe going on a missions trip, doing doing something to where you are away from the routine, away from the normal, and away from as, as many distractions as you can. But we don't even do that now. I mean, you know, most most every counselor has their cell phone with them. You know, right. because they need it for work or family or, you know, they're pastors and need to be available. And uh, so we don't really make that break anymore. Uh, the kids mm-hmm. on Smite, all those who had cell phones, kept them with them because it's so easier to find them on visitation. And, uh, you know, if somebody's got a problem, they text back and forth and, hey, don't forget the cooler or whatever it is. You know, I mean, I mean, it's right. a great great tool uh for the last two years now i've had everybody on my bus text me their name i give my phone number everybody right now text me give me your name and then i just make one group text of and and then i can say you know hey we're leaving it at 5:45 or something and i don't have to go try to find everybody so right. i mean it really is awesome you know the the advantages but you're right man we are we're like it's like our umbilical cord you know yeah uh, yeah it's so hard to get untethered yeah i i just think it's good for us it's almost like a fasting today a yes. technological fast yes and i think it's good for us to break away from that and not have that distraction but it's tough, and I, you're right. Uh, at the at the camp I'm at, I mean, I've had my phone. Yeah. Um, other counselors have had their phones, and and I mean, it, it's a great emergency tool. If there's an emergency, you mm-hmm. you can get help right yeah. away. But for most kids, they really don't need that. And I think parents are worse than the kids sometimes. They want to know where their kids are at and what they're doing at all times, and they want most moms want that security of knowing that little Johnny is okay, you know. Um, and I wonder what did we do 20 years ago when we didn't have a cell phone? How did, how did we function? What, you know, how do we make it through a week with our kids being away and not knowing every day that they took their medication or something? It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, it, but that's been the blessing of going to camp whenever I was a kid. Uh, and even as a, as a child going with my parents, whenever they would be counselors at, at camp. I mean, it, it's just, I just always thought it was great. Yeah, I I definitely see 
the kids struggle the first little bit, but once they make that break, once that they've put that thing down or put it away and they're starting to see, hey, I can have fun without that. I can, you know, I can function without that. Oh, man, it's it's like a burden's been lifted off of many of them. And I, I find today that even with sense of humor, it it's a little harder to kind of capture the humor of kids today because they're so used to seeing it in video form or seeing some kind of, you know, moving, you know, picture of some type of cartoon or whatever um, to just get up in front of people and say funny things. Sometimes they, they don't know how to react to that or they react slowly to that. Mm-hmm. So that's that's been a little bit of a difference as well. Yeah, I, I think over the years, humor has really changed with teens. Yeah. Um, you know, not just only what they find funny. I mean, if you're truly funny, mm-hmm. people are going to laugh no matter what. But right. making that connection to find what's what's humorous. I mean, I Denise and I were just talking yesterday as we were driving in the car. And uh, you remember, I, I don't remember the year, but there was a year that e- each one of the classes in the high school had to come up with a skit. Their own class yeah. had to come up with the skit. And, man, the one class, I think it was the seniors, and it may have been your group. I can't remember. But yeah. anyway, yeah. they had probably the best skit that I've ever seen teens put on all by themselves. They yeah. did, like, this 10-year reunion. And, like, yes. the boyfriend and girlfriends actually showed up like they were married to the other ones. You know, yes. and uh, yeah. the pretty girl was a bag lady and just, yeah. I mean, on and on. And they looked at themselves and said, this will be hilarious. And yeah. I mean, you know, without any fear of, oh, I'm putting myself out there. They just jumped in and enjoyed it. And they made yeah. fun of themselves. And it was it was one of the funniest skits that I've seen yeah. that I had not been involved in, you know. Yeah, there are some humorous kids today too. Yeah. I I do that little game I call get to know your neighbor, and I bring kids up, and I basically poke fun at them, you know, and I'll bring up a guy and a girl, and I'll make it very awkward for them, and those kind of things. And I had some kids last night that had us screaming. I mean, they were so funny. <laughs> oh, it was hilarious. And uh, I brought up a, a young man who's visiting his cousin. Uh, he's from Erie, Pennsylvania. And so I said, hey, I said, you live right across the lake. I said, you're like 30 miles away from where I grew up. And I said, I know all your news and all that. I said, let's see how much you know about Canada. And so I asked him who our prime minister was. And he goes, I don't know. And I said to his cousin, <laughs> who's the president of the United States? Joe Biden. Yes. All the kids started. Yeah. All the kids started chanting, "Sleepy Joe, Sleepy Joe." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know Canadian kids knew that. And then, um, you know, I asked him. I said, "How many states do we have?" And he said, "You don't have states." And the, the kids are all excited. You know, I said, "How many provinces do we have?" Six. He says. I 13. said, "No, no, no." There's thirteen yeah. with the with the province. Pro, with, Ten provinces, three territories. Yeah, right? three territories. Yeah. And, and so I said to the kid, I said, how many states in the United States? 50. Knew right away. So oh, said, that's so awesome. So, poke fun at that. But the kids were loving it. And then I had a kid from Newfoundland come up. And those guys are just hilarious. So it was really good. So good times there. And I have just really found the kids wanting uh, this year at camp. They're, they're, they're wanting, I think, to know God and know his will and 
they want to know how to communicate Christ in this very unusual day. And one of the things that really excited me was a boy asked in a question answer period yesterday afternoon, they could ask any question they wanted. And Brother Doug McLean is the camp director here. And the kid asked, how do I deal with my friends who are telling me that they don't know if they're straight or gay or if you know they should be trans? How, how do we deal with that? And I thought, man, that was really good. That Number one, he would ask the question without any fear of retribution. And yes. that the answers we gave, the kids really seemed excited that they could use those answers. So I, I thought that was really good. Great time. Yeah. Uh, well, you noticed, I, I mean, you told me, seems like in the last two to three years, that you said that most of the camps that you've been doing, there's really been an earnestness, a, a real, yeah. seems like the kids have really gone, the teens have really gone with a desire to be yes. earnest for the things of the Lord. And, and yeah. you know, it's a general rule, and that's pretty much all that you really want. So, uh, I mean, that's a great blessing because we've yeah. both been there in, in years past where there was a good enough section of ones that said, you're not changing me, that it right. affected and influenced everybody else. Yeah, exactly. And I found that kids had so much preaching and such good preaching that it was really hard to capture, you know, their hearts because they, they almost they almost displayed a we already heard this attitude hmm. you, you can't you can't give us anything new and i don't know kids these kids today just seem to really have a thirst to really know how to live right for god and i love it i Amen. love it yeah what did you sense on the smite program from the kids there did you, did you sense the same kind of thing yeah overall I mean, you're always going to have a person here yeah. and there that, you know, maybe they're they're just immature, and then you've got first timers that are trying to grasp what's going on, and until you've been through the whole week, you don't really get it, and so yeah. you have to make a you always have to make allowances for that 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 you just get what you can out of those first timers mm -hmm. because not all of them are really experienced and and reliable and those kinds of things and yet it's sort of an acquired thing that you realize how important that it is but i yeah i thought overall there was there was a lot of fervor a lot of zeal a uh, lot of hard work a lot of hard work and but that's been consistent over the years that even though maybe some years you wouldn't see the same results the work and the effort was always there yeah yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen any downsides to programs like we're discussing? Is there any, anything that's that has been a problem or that has generated problem or anything like that? Yeah, I have seen a few times. You know, the the negative. I mean, one of the negatives is the bigger the the group, the harder the work. You know, the more mm -hmm. special you want to make it, the harder you need to work, and so that's always. But, but that just goes with the territory. If you want things right. to go as smoothly as they can, then you try to get as much done ahead of time as you can, and then you know you just kind of to sometimes just roll with whatever comes. But mm -hmm. uh, so that's that would be a negative more in administration and and actually, you know, the whole presentation and the and the operation of the of the event. 
but um, mm-hmm. I sometimes it's whenever the whenever the main speaker comes in and he's not on, you know yeah. that's tough. Yep. E- either yeah. it's just another week to him, or maybe maybe the guy's really tired, or perhaps maybe they're going through some real rough things at church, and he sort of needed just a time to get away with God, and he's not mm-hmm. ready to give us something from God, you know, and so uh, if, if the speaker for some reason doesn't make the connection or sometimes they don't try, uh, sometimes maybe it's uh, uh, you get somebody that, that perhaps maybe has a has a bigger name, they're, they're more well-known, mm-hmm. and if it's quote-unquote only 250, 300 teens and it's not a 1,000, uh, right. They're going to sort of come across that way, or they they really don't want to intermingle much, or y- you know the the sermons are good, but it's just it's just not there. That that's yeah. that sometimes can happen, but it doesn't happen often. I mean, you and I both know. I mean, it really doesn't mm-hmm. happen often, but sometimes no. it does. Did somebody call you from here? Has somebody from the camp contacted you this week? <laughs> no. I was just reading my old letters from camp whenever I would preach. So <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. I, I find if there's if there's a problem, it's not at the camp, it's when the kids get home. And sometimes parents don't cultivate what happened at camp. It, it's just they got away, you know, I had a week of, you know, peace and quiet and you know, they were there to entertain you. It, it's not, hey, you know, what decisions did you make and how can we build that? And and sometimes even the church, you know, kids come home from camp, we have a testimony time, and then that's it's kind of forgotten and let's move on and we'll get ready for next year. I, I think we, we need to take more time to develop what decisions are made at camp. And if there are no decisions made at camp, then I think we need to ask why not and what can we do to maybe do that in the home setting? Um, that's why we have those camps. We, we gear them for kids to make decisions and the workers to make decisions. And I think if I've seen a problem in some camps, that's not necessarily the thought. It, the camp thinks, well, it's just a week of fun and we'll throw a preacher in on the side to make it legit. Yes. And that's not, that's not very often, not very often, right. but it does happen. And I think with this generation, I think we better be sure that we're giving them some good, solid spiritual direction and help because they're looking for it. And yeah. if we don't give it to them, we're going to miss out on some great opportunities. We have some great kids coming up, some great kids coming up. I'm excited. I was I was discouraged for a while. I'll be honest. I I would say four or five years ago, I was, I was discouraged. I was not seeing a lot of kids really excited about the things of the Lord. And we see that in the absence of young people surrendering to service over these last four or five years. I'm seeing kids now that are saying, "Yeah, I'm I'm interested. I'm I'm ready to accept that challenge." So, we'll see what happens there. Yeah, I was encouraged uh, yesterday as we we're recording this. I was uh, at a pastors' fellowship in Maslin, and uh, one of the young young men that we had I'd roomed with, our church had roomed with their church, and one of the guys that I'd roomed with, he showed up. He was at the preachers' meeting, and uh, he was with his youth director, and I said, "Hey." You, you, has the changes stuck? And uh, even the youth director said, "So far, so good. He's been he's been good. doing great." You know, I said, 
man keep it up that's the way to go you know once every week it's a little bit easier whenever you get that first week gone of wanting to be different wanting to wanting to do things to last so you know i saw real earnestness in him uh, whenever we were there and so it was just awesome to see him again that he you know here's a teenage guy shows up to a preacher's meeting you know on on uh, tuesday morning and so that in itself was really encouraging, and I thought, man, yeah. way to go. Keep it up, man. Yeah, that, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, listen, our time has slipped away, and uh, we'll let it go there today. I, I thought maybe t- on Wednesday we could discuss um, other events like men's no. meetings, ladies' meetings, no. uh, some of those things. No. No? 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 Oh, no. okay. No. Okay. No. All right. All right. We'll, we'll do something else then. Cause... <laughs> I'm I'm number two according to some in Michigan. I'm number two on this program. So, <laughs> you know. By the way, the May family sent in a uh, theme song for the opening. Oh, that's I'll great! Play that it's probably I'll, I'll play that for you. It's very close. It's very close. Hail very to the victors. Hail to the yeah. Timmies. <laughs> You got it. You got it. They gave me the music. I'll write the words. I think I can come up with something. I think I can do it. (laughs) So there you go. From Camp Yes in Rodney, Ontario. Of all places, Rodney, Ontario. Harvesters Baptist Camp. Camp Yes. Dr. Doug McLean is our camp director this week and has done it for, I think, 30 years. I think he's been 30 years at it. Um, 20... yeah, I think 30 years, pretty close or a little more. So doing a great job. Appreciate that very much. And uh, he's a dear friend and uh, appreciate his willingness. He's not a, he's not as young as he used to be. <laughs> and he uh, hides all? it quite well. Yeah, he hides it quite well with these kids. So it's been awesome. So I'm Al Stone, and uh, camp has been a blessing this year. I'm so glad I've been able to be a part of a number of them. And uh, looking forward to next year's already. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. Please make sure you give us a rating, a review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Hey, how's your Baptist Ed website doing? You just got it up. It's been a, up a week or two. It's been how's up that, about a week. Getting a lot of traffic and getting some getting some interest and some sales and things. But uh, I, I noticed that the uh, I don't think the, the 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 numbers are correct. Like you know number sold or you're not able to give a a star you know even though it shows up there so that's another little glitch we got to get fixed so oh yeah 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 so i was pushing it at the camp for you so awesome trying to get it out there baptist dead awesome good good man all right we'll be back on wednesday this is tim talks and uh, we're taking an interest in ministry amen and this week we're taking an interest in those who are wanting to be in ministry if you're a young person today we are pleading with you to take an interest in being in the ministry of Jesus Christ in some form, some way. This is the Tim Talks. We'll be back on Wednesday. Talk to you then. Have a great day. Eh? You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.